Yeah, and on Thursdays we talk health and wellness. This afternoon we've invited Anton Fori to uh, join us on a conversation around the importance of sleep. He's a clinical technologist at the Milneton Sleep Lab at um, the Mediclinic Milneton Hospital. And he's also the founder of the Sleep Research Group. According to figures, around 40% of South Africans are not getting enough sleep. This, of course, has major risk factors that uh, will have an impact on our health but of course it has an effect on our performance as well something that i think maybe a lot of people don't factor in you know when you drive around uh, johannesburg when you drive around pretoria you will often find people resting under say a tree you know in what looks like an uncomfortable environment but just catching a midday nap just a, just a snooze perhaps in the middle of their work day I recently got to listen to a podcast that was on Freakonomics about the economics of sleep. They had beautiful episodes about the cost of sleep, that sleep loss has been linked, in fact, to adverse physical outcomes like weight gain and increasingly more maladies. And the 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 the, the Center for uh, Disease Control recently declared insufficient sleep as a public health epidemic. So they delved into the various issues at play that if you live in a crowded space where there's constant noise and you're unable often to access that deep REM sleep, then you are likely to not be able to perform adequately at work. You're likely to be exhausted. There are so many other uh, consequences to your workday as a result of not getting adequate sleep. So the economics of sleep in the workplace as we arrive to work um, and not having had a good night's rest, the implications that it has on our health, uh, what are those? That's really what we want to explore. So um, we join Anton now. I'm unable to uh, open his call because I've got a little bit of a technical problem on my side. I guess that's the price I pay for uh, doing the show from... Uh, uh, another city. Anton, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us on the line. I can't believe this figure. I think it's higher than I had expected. 40% of South Africans are not getting enough sleep. Um, yes, well, there, there, there are a lot of factors which contribute to that, which obviously you've been alluding to uh, along the way. You know, and I mean, <clears throat> that figure um, is, is, is probably an estimate, you know, but. Uh, Unfortunately, with the stresses of, of, of life that we have these days, um, that's what we're looking at. And obviously, it's not great for our health. Yes. So some of the risk factors, just the, 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 the foremost ones, what, what are the effects on our health? Well, I think, I think, you know, obviously, um, you've mentioned, um, just recently that, um, that poor sleep quality or bad sleep quality and not having, um, sufficient REM sleep, um, will influence the way that you feel the following day because mm-hmm. you don't feel rested and you obviously can't, um, you can't perform your, your work or your other functions properly. So, I mean, that's, that's the biggest factor. Um, but also, you know, it, it, it has, um, other effects like, uh, impairment of mental health and, um, your ability to to function, to drive, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so these are all things. Um, unfortunately, um, you know that's, that that uh, sleep deprivation causes, and um, also you know the fact that one um, obviously the, you can develop high blood pressure, um, diabetes mm-hmm. is one of the things that that um, that can also be caused. So yeah, there, there there are a myriad of, of of causes that sleep deprivation actually um, you know um, puts us on the back foot, if I can put it I that see. way. 
Now, mm. mental health, the impact on mental health, impaired brain activity, forgetfulness, depression, yes. those I can understand. But yeah. the physiological um, uh, risk factors like heart disease and diabetes, can you take us through that link? Yeah, well, you know, um, um, let me let me put it to you this way: that if you if you're not sleeping op- uh, optimally, or you're not you're not getting proper REM sleep, as we call it, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we um, what happens is that we we uh, have a, a low excretion of of hormones in our body, which um, which actually impacts on on these sort of lifestyle and 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 what we call comorbidities, and mm-hmm. and really, you know, as I say, it's a, it's a release of 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 those sort of hormones, which actually impact um, us having and developing the um, comorbidities or lifestyle um, problems, if I can put it that way, you know? Mm. You know, I often talk about sleep and and my problems with accessing good sleep on a sustained (laughs) basis. So it's not the first conversation we're having around this. And previously, in fact, we talked about um, the hormonal production across the day and that how that then leads to really great sleep at the end of the day if you stick to certain things, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. What that also triggered was the conversation around what your brain requires and what happens during sleep that perhaps can prevent um, mental uh, um, mental ill health. Yeah, I think you know. I think I think one of the important things that we spend we spend a third of our lives sleeping, and I think one of the important things which we don't take into consideration is that we don't con- we don't consider what we call sleep hygiene. Yeah. In other words, you know, we, we, we're very good at, at doing our, our active exercise and looking at, our, uh, looking at our diets and et cetera, et cetera. But we don't look at, at the hygiene of sleep and what we're doing to actually ensure that we have a good, good night's sleep. And this is extremely important. You know, I mean, there's, there, there's certain things that one shouldn't be doing before you, before you go to sleep or you, or you go to bed at night. And certainly, you know, uh, we, we live in an extremely high-tech world at the moment. And things like cell phones and laptops, you know, we, we Facebooking and we tweeting and, and doing all those sort of things. And they're really not great, um, you know, for us to get good quality sleep in the evening. So our recommendation or my recommendation is, you know, there, there are a couple of easy and simple steps before you go to sleep. I mean, one of them is trying to get sleep at the same time um, every night um, and certainly turn off your tech <laughs> your cell phone, et cetera, et cetera. Turn off your tech, um, you know, at least an hour before you go to bed. Um, and, 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 and take it easy. Your environment should be, should be dark. You know, they, they, and also people, folks who are traveling across time zones. I mean, there are hotel groups now who specifically, um, you know, look at, at, at making, uh, comfortable, uh, uh, environments for, for business travel, uh, you know, folk, um, the Western behind Cape Town has got a sleep well program where they have great pillows and they have great mattresses, etc. So those are all important things, you know, before we go to sleep to actually uh, see that, that we, we, we maintain a good sleep quality during the night. Wow, who would have thought that great pillows, yeah. great, you know, the environment around sleep could be a unique <laughs> selling point, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> environment for is important. Business. No, absolutely. You know, uh, if you're sleeping on a stack of pillows, I mean, um, you know, you could obstruct your airway. And, 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 and in fact, um, you know, we, so that, that is very important, the support that you have from a pillow point of view. And obviously, you know, sleeping on a, 
on a creaky <laughs> collapse mattress will have the same mm. effect on your body because um, you're not comfortable. So those are also important tools, um, you know, in, in, in assuring that you're getting a good quality sleep during the night. Right, right. Mm. You know, I was referring to this particular um, podcast that I've been listening yes. to, and it really made mm. me wonder about the conditions that many people sleep in. Especially yes. in developing countries like ourselves, Absolutely. Absolutely. you just gave a sense of a dark environment where there isn't too much noise with yeah. the right kind of bed, the right kind of pillow, that that environment Correct. is key to accessing Correct. great sleep. And Correct. perhaps we don't really extend enough time understanding what is happening to those portions in our society that are not able to access a, a, a sleep environment that is conducive for that um uh, the, the the body to, to give the body an opportunity to maintain absolutely. itself. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're 100 percent correct. You know, now I think that the figure that you quoted um, earlier, you know, a lot of that is very sadly contributory to to our more disadvantaged folks sleeping in environments where they. There are many people in a room. I mean, you can imagine we, we complain about a spouse or a, or a, <laughs> or a sleeping partner that snores. And I mean, we move into a room next door, but imagine if you had, um, 10 or 11 or 12 people sleeping in a small space mm-hmm. and, and four or five of them are snoring their heads off. I mean, you know, obviously mm-hmm. your quality of sleep is then going to be impacted. And, and absolutely you're right. You know, we, we, we don't consider that. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's hugely contribution, uh, contributing to, um, to the fear that you, that you mentioned earlier, you know, that yes. we, we need to yes. have those environments. Absolutely. Right. And then the implications on health, implications Correct. on performance Correct. the next day, on our Correct. mood, our attitude. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Let's take this call from Llewellyn. Good afternoon, Llewellyn. Oh, we've lost Llewellyn. We'll try and get him back on the line. Let's take a break as well. My guest is uh, Anton Fourier, a clinical technologist at the Milnerton Sleep Lab. And he's also the founder of the Sleep Research Group. Um, why are you battling to sleep? Uh, are you battling to sleep? There's a tweet um, from... Let me just find it quickly before we take the break from um, Councillor Ashley Shaw. She says she's not getting much sleep, not with a new baby in the house. We'll try and address that after the break. Another one from Dina says, how can we sleep when Jacob Zuma is mentally molesting us? This country has become a nightmare under his leadership, she says. So all the issues that um, we mull over, that we allow to marinate um, when we should be resting and allowing the body to do the much needed maintenance. And we're back with Anton Fourier, a clinical technologist at Milnerton Sleep Lab. He's also the founder of the Sleep Research Group. And we're exploring some of the major risk factors involved in not getting enough sleep. And so far, Anton has shared um, impacts such as impaired brain activity, forgetfulness, there's weight gain, depression, heart disease and diabetes. And we're taking your calls around your challenges in getting adequate quality sleep. Llewellyn, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, Llewellyn. Can you hear us? How are you? Good. Thank you. The the best thing is you take your main switch and you switch it off so that all the power is off and you go to the old-fashioned opposite gas and you light that and you and your your wife, you sit and you look into each other's eyes and you have passion (laughs) and afterwards you just fall asleep and you get incredible sleep. And that's the best, best way out. And tomorrow morning, you switch the main switches on again. Back on again, and you'll have what? <laughs> cold water in the shower or the bath. No, there's, there's plenty of hot water left in the geysers and everything. 
Nice. Okay. I love how creative you are, Loen, and thank you. So switch off the lights. You did say that technology, that light that when you're charging your laptop, for instance, or that little blue light when your TV's on standby, if you do have a TV in the bedroom, which you shouldn't, but the technology should be off. So that's absolutely. I, I think Llewellyn's suggestion is, is is incredible. If we could if we could all do that, we'd actually help Eskom as well um, <laughs> because we'd uh, save we'd save some electricity. But he's quite correct, uh, you know, really. Um, and I mean, we you know we have facilities, and I think for for example on on your cell phone, you've got a facility where you can you can dull the um, uh, the, the the colors to a, a softer or a paler color if your if your if your phone has to be next to your bed. You know, if you're on call. Or, or, or your work demands that. So those are the things that we, we definitely should be looking at, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that we haven't touched on, um, caffeine before we go to bed, you know, the coffees and the Cokes, et cetera, et cetera, is a big no-no, you know. And 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 also, you know, we all love our pets, et cetera, but really <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not great to have a sleeping partner like a dog or a cat lying with you. <laughs> so, you know, those are, those are things that we also should be looking at. But but definitely, I think, you know, it, it, there was a recent study um, uh, from overseas, um, from the U.S., which actually which actually looked at people um, who were using tech during the course of the week, and in fact, they, they found that people who used more tech, in other words, were on their computers and their cell phones more, um, really their, their, their sleep or sleep disturbances were were affected by the more uh, the more tech they used and, and and the more that they were exposed to. So, mm-hmm. so absolutely, you know, in the day that we're living, um, you know, it is important. It's one of the uh, one of the most important factors in. in in effect, you know. Okay. Well, we've just lost JP's call, but he wanted to okay. uh, talk about the amount of sleep. He says he gets uh, yeah. he gets about three hours sleep. And there's also right. an SMS about um, the length. Please yeah. ask what is considered a good sleep. Does it have yeah. to be the amount it's- of time or the sleep or sleeping longer without waking up? Well, you know, it's it, it, sleep quality. I mean, the, the the average benchmark is is between seven and nine hours for adults. You know, obviously, our youngsters sleep more than that because they're secreting growth hormones while they're sleeping, etc. And they they need the sleep, um, you know, for for that sort of um, function. But yeah. the average the average hour should be between somewhere between seven and nine hours. Now, obviously, you know, eight being a benchmark. I mean, it it it, it doesn't mean that you're going to go to bed at nine o'clock and I now must sleep for eight. Hours. Mm-hmm. I normally tell folk, you know, that some of us need a little bit more, some of us need a little bit, a little bit less. The, the benchmark is that if you get up in the morning or you wake up in the morning and you feel refreshed and you're capable of doing your daily functions like working or do whatever you want um, adequately and you're, 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 you're awake and you're good, then you've had refreshing sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. We probably spend or should spend about uh, two hours a night in what we call the REM sleep or the deep sleep. But we don't always get that. Sleep works in 90-minute cycles, you know. But as a benchmark, it should be around about eight hours, you know. Um, anything less than that, I mean, there are many, many studies which actually show that anything a lot less than that, five, six hours, and certainly three hours, um, it, it is not adequate. And, and, and there are ways and means of, of, of seeing that we actually, actually can get a better quality sleep, um, you know, and, and longer sleep um, than, than those particular figures. Yes. So the kind of work that the Sleep Research Group does, um, take just a brief synopsis of the, the, the research that's involved in this area. 
Well, you know, the sleep sleep research is 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 very um, in in South Africa is is a very new area, but it's basically looking it's looking at at sleep patterns and it's looking at at patterns of 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 what what folk are are doing in their daily lives and how that affects sleep, the quality of sleep, the, the time the time length of sleep that you've been talking about now, mm-hmm. etc. You know, and 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 the and the impact thereof. You know, um, so it's a very new area in South Africa, but um, you know. There, there, there is there is work being done around that at this point in time. Yeah. Yes, in fact, there are a lot of areas where we defer to um, international studies where we don't have empirical studies uh, about the South African condition or the South African situation. A- absolutely, mm. absolutely, so, quite correct. I, I'm getting yeah. excited about this. As I said, I've battled with sleep <laughs> over the years. Um, one says, since uh, teenage years, I can't sleep without the radio on. In fact, even on Twitter, someone says they can't sleep without the radio on. So, <laughs> what about that type of person? I, I, you know, I think that's that's a, that's just a bad habit that needs to be that needs to be broken. Uh, you know, it's probably uh, it's probably something from 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 a, a younger time where moms put on a little lullaby or, or, or sung you to sleep or something, and it's become a habit. And it, it, it's basically a habit that that we've got to break. You know, okay. there, there's there's a there's a treatment modality called what we we term CBTI, which is cognitive behavior therapy for in insomnia and there are um, uh, you know practitioners out there which apply that and that's really it's 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 breaking bad sleep habits you know folks who, who can't sleep um, for long time periods or as you've mentioned with the radio on etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, you know there's psychologists and psychiatrists who, who who put you through that and 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 correct your sleep behavior if I can put mm-hmm. it and get you into a good sleeping pattern um, so so extremely important as well you know but that is a way that we uh, one way that we can actually treat um, you know bad sleep all right well it's an area that fascinates me I'll keep up with your work Anton thank you very much <laughs> it's a very big pleasure and uh, if, if folk need to um, access some more they can go and have a look at uh, www.sleepdisorders.co.za that's our website mm-hmm. And there, there is some more about, um, you know, we haven't, we haven't even touched on any of the sleep disorders per se. Mm-hmm. Things like sleep apnea, where you, you obstruct your airways while you're breathing, which is a huge problem in Ooh, South Africa. That's a show on its own, Anton. It is, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, we'll you know, so we can go, you we back. can go on t- uh, talking for an hour about that, but it's been I great. And, and thank you for, 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 um, you know, from the sleep community for just making people aware, um, you know, of, of, so. of, of, of sleep and the quality of sleep and what they should and shouldn't be doing. Absolutely. Thank you, Anton. That's Anton Faree, clinical technologist at the Milnerton Sleep Lab.